Hello and good evening and welcome to another episode of Religions, Regimes and Refugees and the Multicultural Mess and Secular Scam. Thank you so much for joining me today. I really appreciate your presence and your support. And I was just listening to myself yesterday in the last couple of weeks and I think my voice has changed ever since I've come back from my illness. I don't know if you remember, uh, if, you, if you're listening to me um and you were one of my listeners before I, I took a break from my illness, uh, and, you've, and you listen to me now, you, you will realize two different voices, and I, I just realized my voice has changed because I had massive, massive uh, issue, um, which I, where I lost my voice completely. Um, I was not able to speak. It took me three and a half months to get back my voice. Uh, and it's really, really something else. But, you know, I thank the heavens and thank the energies of the world. I got it back and I'm safe and sound. And I thank you. I thank the uh, the cosmos so much for the great the gratitude and the uh, opportunities and the blessings it has given me. So on that note, we're going to start uh, our podcast today. Uh, now, I just needed to say something. Uh, we are still on the Turkey earthquake. I was on the I, I was I was you know in and out of the internet on my phone trying to look at uh, you know news coming in from Turkey and Syria and it the images are just mind boggling it, you I was crying and crying and crying and I I didn't know what to say I didn't know what to do it, you felt so helpless you just want to go there and volunteer and and you can't do a thing you just cannot do a thing um, and I just want to say I want to say. Uh, my condolences again uh, to the people who've lost their lives and, and, and uh, their families who've left behind. Um, and I also want to say uh, my condolences to a lot of people, to the entire region and the country, uh, the two countries of Turkey and Syria. Um, it's really sad for them. It's going to be months and decades down the road before they rebuild anything and the money that they're going to need. But mostly the loss of life. I just read a video, saw a video where one Syrian refugee in, in uh, Turkey, he lost 25 members of his family all in one shot. 25 members. And I, I'm just, I'm stunned. These images have, you know, affected me and affected everyone. So I, I ask you please to send your good wishes and your positive energy to them as much as possible. And hopefully we can um, go the distance. Uh, they can go the distance. So I've been scourging the internet, so to speak, to see what I can find. And I fell upon one of more lectures from Dr. Yasid uh, Qadi, uh, the Pakistani-American. And um, of course, everyone is consumed with the news of the earthquake. Um, and everyone's talking about it and cannot understand how God can bring this curse upon them, as we say. You know, how can God be so angry that he's brought this upon them? Uh, and so I thought I'll, I'll, I'll you know, give you a gist of what he said. Basically, he was talking uh, in his speech about eight reasons why God create gives us earthquakes and all these natural calamities. Okay, um, I just um, also want you to understand that in in all of this we are talking about tectonic plates. So earthquakes, volcanic um, uh, eruptions. Um, um, tsunamis, they're all seismic geological activities. So we always look at the geology of the land, the geology, geology, the seismic activity under the land that causes 
these uh, natural calamities. Uh, we don't go to God because God is not causing this. Uh, nothing in the sky is causing this. It's always the earth below. As I say, we are cyclic. We are Mars. And the Mars is, has an inner core and an outer core. And the inner core is liquid. Um, and it... Uh, the liquid sloshes around and, and creates an and creates an energy field with the outer core. Uh, there are layers and layers of this earth, of our earth's surface. There's water in between, just a water layer before the uh, final layer of the earth's crust. And this energy, this magnetic field goes through the, uh, sur the different layers of the, of the earth, through the water, and and um, and defines us who we are on the top okay so we are an extension of this energy field and it's important to understand this extension of the energy field uh, and this uh, magnetic field is so powerful it's keeping the uh, the earth afloat and it's connected the center of the earth is connected why it's energy field to the energy field of the solar system that means it's it's rotating around the sun um with in in balance with its uh, electromagnetic field now it it keeps on circumambulating and um and it takes 25920 years and these tectonic plates that make up the earth's crust uh that we see on the top um that we call continents are just tectonic plates they're continuously moving an inch a year sometimes less sometimes more it's it's absolutely difficult uh, to see it, uh, you know, over, over a million years. But on on the sh on the short term, we don't definitely don't see it. Um, and Turkey is sitting in a very difficult zone. The Anatolian uh, uh, part plate of uh, Turkey is between two tech is a tectonic plate in itself, and it's sitting between two uh, fault lines. The eastern uh eastern fault line and uh, and the northern fault line as i say uh the eastern fault line is uh rubbing against the Ar uh, arabic plate the Ar arabic tectonic plate um on one side and you have the african plate on the other side but on the north you have the eurasian plate so they're squeezing the Anatolian tectonic plate where Anatolia sits on Ankara sits on uh, part of Istanbul uh, I think Istanbul is an, uh, on northern line but uh, these are all tectonic activities it's squeezing the uh, the Anatolian plate and then the Anatolian plate is is then causing it causing the friction and that's how we have uh, earthquakes now, in the olden days, they did not know that. So they invented this concept of God. And if, if these tectonic plates move, which they've always moved since the earth has been created and since the, plan, the, the, um, the, the continents are in its place as we see today, that's about 250 million to 300 million years, this tectonic activity would have taken place. That's why also uh, the Red Sea area along the Saudi Arabian coast, uh, Mecca is a tectonic zone. Uh, this Red Sea area is a big tectonic zone. The western, uh, the western coast of Saudi Arabia, the Levant is a tectonic zone. Now, the olden days, they would not have known this. They would not have known this. They were ignorant. They, they absolutely had no idea. So they invented this concept of heaven and hell. And 
and God and the devil. So in those times when they absolutely knew nothing, and you have to understand that these three religions, Islam, uh, Christianity, and Judaism, were formed out of this tectonic uh, area. they were all formed in the Levant. The Levant is uh, what we see, Israel, uh, Palestinian territories, Jordan, Lebanon, Syria, Turkey. These, this is called the Levant. Um, and of course, the, 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 these religions were formed there and you have Islam formed in Mecca and Medina, but it's practically the same tectonic zone. Uh, wouldn't say the same plate, but uh, same tectonic plate, two different, three different plates, but squashing against each other. But it's the same very seismic zone. And you have to understand that those people in those days had no idea what they were saying and no idea what was going on. They would not have known what's underneath the Earth's surface. They would not have known, absolutely would not have known. So for them... Uh, anything, every time the earth opened, every time a volcanic activity happened in this area, every time there was an earthquake and the earth split, they thought it was the fire below. Now, you see the fire burning at the, at the Turkish port. You see the fires burning um, on the rubbles uh, of, of Turkey and Syria. The earth has literally opened up and swallowed them in. So when they see these crevices in the earth, when they, they think the fires are coming from below, they are going to burn in hellfire. So people who fall in these pits, people who fall in these earthquake zones, who perish in these earthquake zones, for them it's hellfire because it's coming from below the surface. They did not understand what it meant. Uh, and only from the heavens, if you look up in the heavens, you'll see the blue sky, and that's probably paradise. That's the only thing they can say. So this heaven and hell, where does it come from? From the geographical and geological location of the Levant. And this is where these Abrahamic religions were formed. So the region where you are born or or you are created will will uh cause you to to bring out um traditions or knowledge to survive in these zones these are all these traditions are ancient survival tactics survival methods to survive in a geographical zone that's for all over the planet doesn't change one single bit and finally these becomes traditions you add god to it and becomes an ideology so these people over here would have gone to continuous cataclysms and if you look at the cataclysms historic cataclysms in the middle east if you google it you will see there were Dozens and dozens of of recorded cataclysms and earthquakes in the zone. So for them, those people of those days, where did heaven and hell come from? Uh, I mean, everyone asks, how did they come about with this heaven and hell? Did God create it? No, God did not create it. These people who wrote these books, the Quran, the the Torah, the Mishnah, the Gemara, the Bibles, uh, they were the ones who wrote these books and they came up with the stories and these stories come from this geographical region uh, where they're tectonic plates and there is a lot of uh, seismic activity so every time there was a volcanic eruption from the earth below every time there was a geological activity with earthquakes and the earth would split um 
or tsunamis, they would think that, you know, the fires would burn. They would think that the fire is below and it's coming from below the earth and coming up. They did not know it was geological activity. And for them, those fires that were created and the earth that split was actually hell. This is how they would have invented hell. And, you know, in order to save yourself from hell, you're, where, what is the opposite of hell? You look into the heavens and it's a blue sky and they invented heaven. So this is the concept of heaven and hell that has been now made into an ideology from this geographical and geological act area. Uh, and for 3,000 years, people have believed it, killed, everyone, ki killed each other for it, insulted each other for it. And that is exactly what is happening today. That is where it comes from. And you know what brought this to me? You know where I got this? I, I, I realized that this was it. I was watching a documentary. I don't know if it was... From, TV or Sky, one of the channels on, on YouTube. And they had, they were talking about this ancient, the city that was one of the center of the epicenters of the earthquake hit zone. And it was a modern city. It's called Antakya. And it was a modern city. It's just now gone to dust. It's absolutely rubble. Um, but what is Antakya? Antakya uh, is in the ancient world, in the Roman world, was called Antioch. For those who, are, who know their biblical history, Antioch was the cradle of Christianity, of Byzantine Empire, of the Roman Empire. It was the cradle of Christianity. Um, it was a fortress city, and you see there's a huge fortress over there. It's come down, uh, absolutely come down. I don't know if it's Antioch or somewhere else, but um, in that area. Anyway, Antioch, uh, Antakya, as it's known now in Turkish, uh, is uh, the cradle was the cradle of Christianity. It's for, the the documentary said it was a fortress city. The Roman walls were designed to protect um, people from outsiders, but offered no help when the assault came from the ground below. That means when the assault, when the uh, volcanic activity, sorry, when the uh, seismic activity when the earthquake came from below the earth just like in ancient times they would not have known what is causing this the earth is shaking that means heaven the devil is there the devil is below the earth and it opens up it splits the earth uh, the buildings fall and it's all caused from the bottom of the earth and the fires that are burning from the the broken um uh, the broken temples and the broken uh, mosque and the broken, uh, um, you know, architecture. Um, but uh, it would have come, they, they would have, you know, um, uh, called it hell. That is where hell comes from. And they would have invented heaven from the skies, the opposite of hell. Uh, and that, my dear friends, brought me to the solution to say, Yes, this is where hell and heaven comes from. Now, I'm going to go quickly to something. Uh, and you understand that this is absolutely ridiculous in my mind. But I'll go back to the epic masjid of uh, Dr. Yasser Qadi. And he talks about the eight reasons why God gives us earthquakes in Islamic thought. Um, so basically, the olden old day scholars have questioned this and, and talked about this. And, and a lot of people have been asking for comfort from this this massive earthquake and he gave a lecture which apparently was liked by many muslim people but it didn't make sense to me so i'm just going to go through it so that you understand that 
earthquakes have nothing to do with God uh, and heaven and hell was invented by man to understand this geological activity which they just couldn't. And here we are. Uh, coming from an Abrahamic background, I know exactly what this is because Christianity, Judaism, and Islam are the same Abrahamic ideologies. And, and to me, it just brought back ancient mem old memories. So here it is. Uh, why does uh, eight reasons why God creates earthquakes? Mistakes. Uh, uh, it is mistaken for us, mankind, to even question uh, Allah. He is all-knowing, all-powerful. Who are we? Um, what is our qualification to question him and question his wisdom why he brought this upon us? So these are the ancient scholars talking about uh, why does God create these uh, geological activities, these earthquakes? So this, he's repeating what the scholars go to when he gives his given names, but I'm not going to take those names. Um, so the, one of the scholars, uh, some of the scholars, the ancient scholars say, it's a mistake for mankind to even question it. If God has given us earthquakes, that's because he wants to. He has something in his mind. We must not question him. We don't have any ability to question. And that is why we've become slaves. When we don't question, we do not evolve. We do not learn. We become slaves. Uh, so basically, there is a higher power. Uh, there's no higher power than creation. We are Allah's creation, and we should not even have the thought of questioning Him and questioning His activities. Well, then, why are you in? Uh, you know, why are you in the United States of America in a Kufad land? You know, you don't want to question. Uh, this is the same guy whose country of Pakistan, Dr. Yasser Khadi, his country of Pakistan is coming to an end. It's disgusting. It is people have got no food, uh, no, uh, uh, no food to eat. Gas inflation is high. Everything is a problem. And he just walks away instead of questioning, instead of the society in Pakistan, instead of asking questions, asking um uh, you know, uh, learning from the junctions in life. No, they just moved to another country. And now he's sitting here and giving the same talk that is is putting his native country to, to, to the hell. Where are all those people go, going? Are they going to go to uh, America? No. But the, he's here giving a talk about we should not even question Allah. This is why you question everything that happens because otherwise you will not evolve and you will lose your country one day because it's our currents that form the waves. So here's point number two. He says, um, calamities bring us a clear wisdom. He's quoting some of the ancient scholars. Uh, and a sense of humility. The purpose of a calamity is to make us humble in front of God. It makes us, um, it, it eliminates our arrogance. Uh, if God needs, God is all powerful, okay? So technically he's all powerful. He controls every single activity in us. He controls every single drop of the leaf. You're telling me he, he cannot remove the arrogance. He needs to test you with an earthquake to, to give you to remove your arrogance. God does not need you with, to, to, to uh, have an earthquake. Look at the people dying on, over there in Turkey. I mean, they are screaming. They're yelling. They are, they are so pained. They are traumatized. And it'll take them decades to get over this. And people who've lost their loved ones, they're just, it, it's over. Us not even being there, we're looking from the other side. Um, clear. So how can how can we say to them, 
you know, um, excuse me, but uh, he, God has brought this upon you so that he gives you clear wisdom and it's to make you humble and to eliminate arrogance. He needs to bring an earthquake, a 7.8 on the Richter scale to remove your arrogance. It is insulting to even have this thought. But, you know, people who are um, unfortunately brainwashed with religion and ideology, this is what they get. And I'm sorry, I don't agree with this one single bit. Everyone is allowed to have their opinion. You are allowed to have it. You are allowed to criticize, comment. My, this is my opinion. And uh, I grew up in this, the same ideology uh, with the same understanding, but I don't agree with it. Um, every time a calamity comes, uh, a wisdom or divine calamity, calamities are divine apparently, that wisdom makes you uh, wake up and reminds you of the finiteness of your life. I mean, your life is finite. It will come to an end. It reminds you of that ultimate death that you're going to have, whether it, you, it comes now or it comes later. It keeps you reminding you. So it keeps reminding you, removing the arrogance and that you're higher than something. You're just, you know, just another person. You're just, you know, a speck of dust, which is right. You're, we all know that we will add the only two things in life that are constant is that uh, there are, f no, uh, that are, continues and we know it's it's going to happen is after we're born is that we're going to die and we're going to pay our taxes so we know that but we don't need a tragedy to let us know that we don't need god to bring that all this to us and besides god he's all powerful he makes the heavens the earth the mountains the stars everything he made it in seven days you think he cannot remove our arrogance if he wants to or is this is just a story uh to to you know to whitewash this ignorance that is god and I'm, I'm sorry um i don't agree with it so point number three is um calamities are punishment i mean that that is the worst thing that's happening you're telling me that these children are dying that that's a calamity look at the look, look at the mothers and the fathers who are dying uh, are they uh, are they punishment for the parents? I mean, what did those parents do? They haven't killed anyone. They've contributed to society. They are they're human beings. They are nice people. They are humble people. They probably never killed a fly in their life. And for them to go to this, I there is no reason that you need to go through this. Um, so he says, punishment. Some people question punishment on children that it's it's a payback for your sins. But the child, what sins has he created? Sometimes the case is not always the case, he says. Individuals, uh, we must, um, we have to respect uh, that we have uh, committed sins. Um, but on a, co on, a, on a community level, it's not good to question because this is what Allah wants or this is what God wants. But individually, it's because we have done something wrong and that's why we must, we, we must repent for this. And so it's sort of a punishment and that's why we're being punished on an individual level. But on a com community level, phew, he just doesn't make any sense. I'm very sorry. Uh, you're not going to tell me that a child who's born, who's just lost his mother, born out of, you know, underneath the rubble, um, you're not going to tell me that he's created some sin. He's just born. How can he be dead? In, uh, how can God take his life? Um, it's also, again, point number four. It's a means of forgiveness. Uh, he's Allah is forgiving your sins. And, and so or God is forgiving your sins. And he... Um, 
Look, he, he, he is giving you something bigger. So he's bringing this calamity on you. He's taking your life, uh, making you, putting you in poverty to remind you of your sins. And then he's going to take you to heaven and, and give you something better. I heard this in Christianity many times. Um, so point number five, never does Allah or God test someone with calamity unless he's giving you more in heaven. So he's going to test you. He's going to test you now. Take away your children. Uh, bring your houses down on you. Uh, take away the 25 members of your family like the poor little Assyrian guy. And he, but he's going to give you, 20, tw uh, you know, twice, three times more in heaven. That is ridiculous. I'm sorry. Of wisdom of a uh, wisdom of a of a tragedy, Allah uses that wisdom for charity from a tragedy to prevent a greater tragedy. So you learn from the small tragedy, and you have the bigger tragedy. So you can you can prepare yourself. You can project. Well, that's normal in life because we are currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. So you understand the currents that are coming. You prepare yourself. You know, little by little by little. And, you know, you, you will be able to balance. You will be able to project. Uh, similarly, for a child, if he's doing something wrong when he's a child, you do not correct it. You, you know when he's going to grow up, he's going to have trouble. So that is normal. It's nothing of wisdom of God. Uh, but you have to learn if every single junction in life for you is a learning curve, you are going to come out on the top and and. For that, you have to question. You have to question every single junction. What did I do wrong? What can I do better? How can the next wave come? What can I improve on this? In a calamity, um, in, in a calamity, in calamities, um, um, we understand that calamities are blessings in disguise. Is basically what he's saying because. Um, from a from a calamity, we can learn something, and we can realize that what we didn't have and and what we're not seeing, and we can uh, take that um, that those lessons learned from the calamity to appreciate life more. So, like the COVID, we realized a lot of things during COVID that you know uh, we we need family more. We want to spend more time with family. Some people say I don't want to spend time with family at all. Um, that having those social conversations are important rather than being on that cell phone all the time. And that's what we learned. We learned to depend on each other. We learned to help each other more. It brought us together. And that's important. Uh, but that's all of life. God doesn't have to tell us that. It's natural. Um, and we've been doing that for thousands, millions of years. We don't need God to come and tell us what we already knew. What God had to tell us that we already did not know. So here's point number eight. God tells you he he wants to remind you that you have uh, um, you should feel a sense of thankfulness. So he's he he's bringing you this calamity so that he wants to remind you that you should be thankful and grateful for the little things you have. So all those buildings coming down on you. Try telling the president Erdogan that uh, you know give the speech that in your Quran or in in your Bible or in your Torah. That God says that when I give you a calamity, I'm testing you and I want you to remember, remember that you have to be grateful, you have to do dua, you have to pray to a God and you have to always be uh, um, grateful to, to his will and to his uh, blessings. And only, only if you, you're thankful to him, you will get a better life, you will get more. But now for now, um, 
you know, your buildings are falling upon you, your children are in the dirt, your children in that dust, you're losing your children. Uh, but don't worry, just remind yourself that I'm bringing this upon you so that you remind yourself to be thankful and grateful for the small mercies in life. I'm telling you, I don't know whether to laugh or to cry. Um, I grew up with this same ideology and I, I just think that is absolutely hideous. Uh, okay, so... Last point is in in seeing the poverty and seeing these calamities, God wants to test us uh, what our response is. That means how do we, uh, um, what are responses? Okay, so our, our is our response uh, to the calamity. How can we help the poor who are, if we are rich or if we have possibilities, how can we help the poor in this time of calamities? Um, um, and, and he's testing our response to those in, in need. Look, uh, this is absolutely ridiculous. Like I, I mentioned, uh, his country is, is Pakistan, his original country. And his country is coming down. Why? Because for 75 years, they, in, they invested their, their money in jihad, in, in opening madrasas. What did the madrasas give them? Nothing. What did the what did the investing in bombs and terror and jihad and mujahideen do? Nothing. What does praying five times a day give them? Nothing. The country took billions of dollars in aid to only invest in terror activities in in uh, um, nothing else. No no economy. No uh, in, no uh, education. No human resources. Today Pakistan's coming down. They've got billions of dollars in debt. The people got no food. What was his response what was his response the, the dr uh kadi uh yasser kadi well, his family a generation ago took his fa- took his took their children or those uh, or went to the united states and settled there nicely and now his country is coming down so it's very easy for saying what is my resp- what is your response god is testing you your your response is going to a uh, Kufar country sitting down there and then giving lectures about what you should and should not do, how you should not question God, when your own questioning on the other side has brought your country down. If you had gone back and introspected, you would have had a your country would not be down today. You would not be invested in terror. So how can you say don't question? Or God is testing you. God is testing your reply. Tell those who don't have food in Pakistan. Tell those who do not question in Pakistan that their, their country is corrupt. It's absolutely corrupt. Why? Because of these ideolo- ideologies like this. They say, you should not question God. God has brought this upon you. He's testing you. Try telling them that to the Palestinians. I mean, they are screaming that the Palestinians are suffering. But why? You did not question. You did not look at the currents that form your waves. You, you, do, not, you do not ask not only are they suffering, they're suffering under the, 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 the regime of the Hamas and the Hezbollah and all of that. What, what is they bought? Today, t- today, all these Muslim countries, 57 Muslim countries, how much money and how much aid are they sending Turkey and Syria? How much? They're only sending their prayers. They can't send much. The rich countries of Qatar and, 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 uh, and UAE and Oman are sending stuff. Jordan will send stuff. But not everyone because everyone doesn't have money. They have not invested in economics. Uh, they've not invested in human resources and education. And so they can't help anyone to do anything because they themselves are poor. And they're all running away to the, to the West, to the Europe, who they call Kufan. And they want to resurrect their life there. 
how are they going to resurrect their life when they're, you know, they, they, they're back in everything? They haven't questioned. Because you have to understand there's no heaven and hell. It was just invented because the ancients could not understand a tectonic zone. We are currents in waves. It's our currents that form the waves. Remember, every go to the beach and look at the ocean. What do you see? Waves. What's forming those waves? Those waves are us. We are water. We are made of water. And the energy field of the earth is controlling our chakras, our energy. And we're cyclic. We move in currents and waves. It's our currents that form the waves. You always have to understand the currents. Make every single junction into an intellectual laboratory. Learn, adjust, align, and convert that knowledge into power. And you will rise up again when the sun starts tomorrow. And this is the same for everyone. Whether there is no heaven and hell. It's the same exact concept for everyone. Because we're all species of life. Every species is the same. And we depend on each other. And we can help each other and get out of this mess. And um, instead of just sitting down there and saying, no, I'm not going to question. Yes, I have to question. I have to be ready for the next one. The only way I can question is understanding what happened in these in these uh, tragedies that I could learn what can I implement in the net for, for the next time and how can I be better so on that note my friend I hope I was not very fast because I know I speak fast but I wish you a pleasant day a great day um, I hope you I hope you reflect on this please share it with your family and your friends and go from there and uh, peace to all of you and peace to the people in Turkey and Syria suffering today we wish them all the very best take care cheers and and stay safe